They say beauty is in the eye of the beholder. What one person is drawn to or values over another doesn't make it right or wrong. It's that individual's preference and one that will likely mold decisions moving forward. So whether you are a baseball card collector or investor who prefers prospect cards over rookie cards or vice versa, it's completely up to you. But it doesn't mean everyone will agree. Who better to join me to discuss this hot topic in the hobby than Topps Marketing Communications Manager, Susan LaJudai. Hey Susan, it's Chris. Hey Chris, how's it going? Good. Are you ready to dive into the whole prospect card versus rookie card discussion? Yeah, sounds good. Let's rip it open. All right, let's get to it. I'm Chris Stuber, and this is episode three of the Baseball Cards Daily Podcast. Before we discuss prospect cards versus rookie cards, I have to ask you, Susan, what's a greater honor, to have your own serial numbered autographed rookie card or to be the first guest on the Baseball Cards Daily Podcast? Well, it's it's close, I'll tell you, but uh, <laughs> having having your own baseball card sort of is uh, it's, it's up there with uh, pretty much anything that could happen for a card collector. Tell me about that experience. Yeah, so every, every year um, there's Topps employees cards now and again. It's a very limited amount. There's only 10 of them. And, you know, they randomly pick the people who are going to be in Ginter. And I was lucky enough to, you know, have my name called, essentially. And, uh, I mean, it was cool. At the same time, you know, at the back of the card, I didn't, everybody kind of just, like, puts their position, like, what their title is at the office. And I was like, "Eh, I'm just suing. That's who I was on the card. So, (laughs) it it was really cool. And, you know, people were super excited about it. Not just, like, obviously people in my family, but just, like, collectors I've known for years. They were just super excited about it. And, it, you know, it was it was kind of humbling, too, at the same time, because everybody, you know, it, because I think it was, like, I had, I had extras produced. They give, beyond the cards that go into the frames for the right, product, right. they give us, like, unframed minis. So, as a national, it was, like, all these people were asking for my card. And it was just uh, a little surreal. That's really, really cool. So there's more than just a serial numbered card of yourself, correct? Yeah, there's un- like unframed minis that uh, exist. How many of those do you have of yourself? I didn't actually count how much they gave us. I mean, it was it was a good number of them, maybe like 100-ish. So like I gave out about 10 or 15 or so of them. That is fantastic. Let's move on to the topic at hand. The prospect card versus rookie card question is one that I've been asked over and over for years and years. It never seems to go away and probably never will. The reason why it continues to come up is because I believe, as a whole, collectors and investors are sort of a confused breed. They don't know what to target or who to target. All they really know is they have to go to target to get what's hot. So Susan, it's great to have you on the show. Which one is it for you? Prospect cards or rookie cards and why? You know, it gets, it really depends. And I know it's, it's probably not a fair answer, but, you know, you hit the nail on the head. Like, you know, it depends on what you want. Like, what are you looking for? Mm-hmm. Are you, you know, so for me, I'm not really a big prospect person per se to say, I'm going to scan like the minor league sheets and see who's hot, who's not. That's not my, that's not the way I collect. I'm personally a player collector. So if there is a player that I like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to want his cards. And regardless if those are prospect cards or rookie cards, 
However, you know, Aaron Judge gets hot last year. Mm-hmm. I was definitely more into collecting his rookie year cards as opposed to his prospect cards. Like, yeah, I have, you know, some, you know, some that I had gotten over the years through just opening packs of cards. So they were great to have, but I was actively buying his like rookie autographs up until they got way too expensive sure. <laughs> out of my price range. <laughs> but um, I was definitely into his rookie year cards. There is no right or wrong answer here because I do talk to a lot of people who specifically go after prospect cards. And I also talk to a lot of people who do like the rookie cards like yourself. It's my opinion, and I don't know if you agree with this, but does it seem like most people prefer Bowman cards over, say, Topps brand cards? Um, see, you know, again, I'm going to go with it depends. You'll have, and I'm, I'm going to speak generally, but then for the most part, you're always going to find exceptions sure. to it. But people who are sort of newer collectors, I think, go for the Bowman cards. Like, they sort of, I think Bowman appeals to a younger crowd, mm-hmm. and they like the prospect cards. And because, you know, there is, there's, it's like almost like there's a lot of fluctuation in the value of the cards, depending on, you know, how, how close a guy is to getting, to getting the call, you know, it, you know, how hot is he once he gets the call. But I think a lot of older collectors, they like, the rookie cards because right. you know growing up there wasn't a lot of the rules like the first card was their rookie card so that's what you know that's what you go by and you know the rules have changed over the years and hopefully like there's still some confusion but you know with the rc logo hopefully clears a lot of that up but i think a lot of all the older collectors want that rookie card what's the designated rc like what's the designated rookie card sure and that's what they want in their collection but that's not also just for older players even for casual collectors mm-hmm. like people who you know they're not the diehard collectors but people who you know, i'll buy a pack of cards you know head to target buy cold packs of cards you know oh, oh aaron judge gets hot what's his rookie card because that was a question we got a lot it wasn't what's his first card what's his rookie card because that word rookie card and that's why we have this like conversation it it carries a lot of cachet within the collecting world with with a with anybody and not just you know passive collectors they'll they know what a rookie card is and in their collection they could probably tell you like oh yeah you know when i was a kid i collected and i got you know bojack's rookie or depending on the like like, (laughs) i wish i had a mickey mantle you know rookie card like that kind of stuff but that word rookie card really resonates. Is there any pressure at tops when you're looking at a rookie card? And I know in your position, you decide some photos for some cards as well. Do you feel any pressure? Oh, well, do you feel any pressure at all to have the right image for the specific card so that card gets remembered the way that it should be in the hobby? Yeah, um, I don't pick images anymore. I did do that once upon a time, and it was a very, very cool job. Sure. Um, but yeah, you you want to make sure like everything about that card is going to be right. You know, you don't want an error on the card that you know that's that's going to end up being like an iconic card. But <laughs> I think regardless, you always want just a good image, even rookie card or non rookie card. But yeah, there's something to it when you say to yourself like when you know, if you're picking the images for flagship for mm-hmm. series one two or update, and you know this this image this is the flagship rookie card this you know make it a good one right <laughs> because right. this is going to go down as when people like years from now are going to be talking about so-and-so's rookie card this is probably the card that they're going to feature so you want to make sure that it's going to be a good one and i asked that question because i don't know how old you are but in my day when i was a younger kid ken griffey jr 89 upper deck rookie card to me 
is iconic. And when you look at some rookie cards today, I love what you guys do with Topps Heritage. That's my favorite brand for rookie cards because they have the profile images and it's just a cool retro feel to the cards. That's what I like out of a rookie card. On some Bowman cards where it's more of an action shot these days compared to what it used to be back in the day when they did have the profile images, it loses its luster. So what I'm saying is I think that's so important to have that impactful image to make that card last for a long time. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But so here's the difference with two different two collectors, right? You love heritage cards. I like heritage. I, I'm, it's not. See, what's funny is like heritage. It's not a product for me. Sure. I like it. I enjoy opening packs of cards. But I love flagship. I love stadium club. I love products that have or that are photo driven with dynamic action images. Sure. So your go to for cards are either Stadium Club or Flagship Tops. Yeah, I'd say so. I'm just trying to think because, like, again, I'm more of a player collector, so I, I'll just probably I'll get every card from a player, <laughs> whether it's an Heritage, Jimsy Queen, Flagship, you know, wherever it is, it doesn't matter. So I'm a player collector. But I think that, you know, there are a lot of products, and I think what it is, is you know, it, it gives every collector a chance to find something that they like. Do you miss how it was back in the day when we were little and collecting cards with all the different brands of card where you had Fleer and Pinnacle, Score? You can go on and on down the list. Do you like how it's all set up today? And I know you work for Tops, and you guys have the MLB licensing, but do you miss a part of that compared to what it is today? There's still variety. like Just like I mentioned, like Tops is putting out dozens, I forget what the number is, it's something around like 30 different products a year. So there's still variety there, regardless if it's like, if it's Tops putting it out or other brands putting it out, there's still a lot of variety for uh, for different collectors. Yeah, I mean, you have everything from, talking about flagship, then you have Heritage and Gypsy Queen and Ginther, these, you know, these are retro brands. Mm-hmm. And then you have more high-end brands with a Dynasty or a Five Star. And then you have flagship you know for you know the the hardcore collectors who you know every year they're collecting flagship i think there's still enough variety out there within the brands that tops has that it's not that missed i don't know how to describe it but like there's (laughs) a lot there's there's a lot to collect and if there were more brands then there would be even more to collect and i think even now you know, it's it's already a challenge, a fun right. challenge to collect everything you want. And I think it's, I, I'm okay with it. What is the most popular Topps brand that consumers are looking for in regards to rookie cards? Um, flagship would be number one, mm-hmm. the flagship brand. Because like I said, when people, people will send messages to Topps asking like, hey, I want this rookie card. I know there's a, you know, a couple brands out there. What What is the one? And the one is the flagship brand. But then, you know, it also says, well, what are you looking for? So I think I think Heritage is number two, and I think Flagship is number one in, in regards to a base rookie card. Sure. So now when you're talking about autographs, it gets, now it gets even crazier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's so many different ones out there. <laughs> I think I definitely think, like, Heritage is one of the more popular ones. Right. Um, but then there's a Dynasty, and um, Triple Goods has a really good rookie content in there as well. There's, like I said, there's something for everybody out there. Does it get a little bit too confusing with all the autographs and all the variations and the serial numbers? I think it really gets hard for the consumer to really understand what is that one rookie card of that one player that I want to go out there and get because there's just so much flooding the market right now. 
there is an education factor when it comes to like new collectors coming into the hobby. Um, but that's what we're here for. It's, you know, I love to, when, you know, new collectors pop up and they ask me questions on social media. I love to help them out because, you know, I started someplace too. And like a lot of people, like there was a time where I kind of took a pause from collecting. Mm-hmm. And when I came back into the hobby, um, it was, you know, it was a lot, of, it was, it was different. So there was an education factor, a little bit of a learning process, but I have a really good grasp of what it is now. Right. And, um, you know, I don't mind sharing that knowledge at all. So I think once you get it, once you understand it, um, you know, it could be, it gets to be a bit more fun because then you understand there's this whole chase element to it. Mm-hmm. And like half the fun of collecting is the chase. Absolutely. I agree with that because I've wasted so much gas going from store to store trying to get one product at a Target or a Walmart or something like that. So there's no doubt that the chase is part of the collecting experience. And that makes me think of Bowman. The popularity of Bowman is incredible. It's at a rock star level in the hobby. That's saying something about a product that disappeared from the hobby for about 30 years back in the day. Are you or anyone else at Tops surprised about Bowman's success story? Um, I don't know if people were surprised by it. I mean, they're definitely pleased by it, but you know, it is a, it is a brand that is utilized in a specific way. And I think that's been very important to the Bowman brand. You know, it's, you know, when it first came back, it was the home of the rookie card. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of, you know, even though now it's mostly about prospects, it was always about having those early cards of players. I mean, gosh, the cards were so early, you know, you had, Chipper Jones and Marion Rivera wearing yes. street clothes on their on their Bowman rookie card. So it's it's just different now. So I don't think, you know, I don't know if surprise is the right word. It's just different now. And, you know, they're always looking at different ways to support Bowman because mm-hmm. it is such a popular product. You know, every year everybody looks forward to, you know, Bowman release in April, which prospects are going to be in there. And then Bowman Chrome comes out. And then you have Bowman drafts at the end of the year. So everybody's watching MLB draft. They're like, okay, which one of these guys sure. is going to get the cards now in in Bowman draft? So it's 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 been really cool to see and exciting because there is a really passionate group of collectors who really do love Bowman. Is there any internal pressure from the powers that be with Bowman to get it right? Not only with the prospect, not only with the image but also the design of the card. Because as you mentioned with Chipper Jones and Mariana Rivera back in 92, it was a very plain, but also clean looking card back then. And now the design has gone in all different ways just to be more modern and with all the different colors and variations. Is there pressure just to get it right all across the board? You know, the designers are very proud of their work. So they want to, you know, they, they want to make sure that they're doing right by the collectors because, you know, like anybody who's creative, when you put something out there for the world to see, you know, you're kind of exposing yourself a little bit. So you put it out there and when they hear the feedback of when collectors like love their design, like it feels great to them, you know? Um, I don't think there's any added pressure per se, you know, to put on them for if they, you know, like any, for any other designs, you know, because they're all kind of treated equally. Um, but, you know, they, they, you know, like anybody, they kind of like, pressure on themselves to make sure that they do right by collectors because you know a lot of people in the office they collect cards too they collect cards you know they collect the cards of the things they've created you know like they kind of have their own sort of portfolios of the cards (laughs) so you know they like they want to do a great job 
I don't think there will ever be a conclusion to the prospect card versus rookie card topic because I feel like it all comes down to preference and what an individual wants to do with their cards. In this case, beauty is definitely in the eye of the beholder, and we can't help what we're drawn to. That's what makes this hobby so great. Yes, that's what I say. Collect what you want, enjoy it, have fun. You know, if people have questions, I say be helpful because that's how this hobby grows. You know, everybody kind of just, you know, supporting each other and helping each other out. Susan, I appreciate it. Oh, thanks so much. A special thank you to Susan LaJudai for joining me, and I appreciate everyone who took the time to listen to this episode. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review and rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Chris Stuber and at BB Cards Daily. I'm Chris Stuber, and this has been the Baseball Cards Daily Podcast.